The art of breaking You don't know where this body is aching I make a mess when I'm painting I am the moon always changing I'm still healing in the dark I dropped a plate and now it's hanging on the wall next to my heart I'm not afraid to fall apart Hello everyone, welcome back to The Art of Breaking. My name is Brittany and I'm so happy you are here. I am recording this episode prior to the release day, which happens to fall on February 14th. My episodes come out on Wednesday and when thinking about what type of episode I wanted to come out on this day, I reflected a lot and I think I just want to reflect with you on how I'm feeling and what I have learned. For those who don't know, six years ago on this day, I was teaching at my alma mater. It was my first year of teaching and we went through a school shooting. We lost 14 students and three staff members and it was something it still is something that has made such an imprint on Parkland and our community the school really everyone and it has been six years and I have learned a lot over the years and you know I love me some journaling and reflecting so I don't want this to feel like a heavy episode but instead I want it to feel like a true reflection and that can look like maybe lessons that we can take away together some of it might feel like a celebration as to how far we have come. Some of it may feel sad because it is sad and it is so heavy and it is so hard, but I'm going to try my best to get through this and share some stories with you and share the six things that, six things, six lessons that I have learned since going through this tragedy. And even if you weren't there that day, it's my hope that maybe some of these things resonate with you and you can apply them in your own life as well. And these really are in no particular order. These are just the first things that really came to my mind. So the first is that healing takes a lot of time and looks different over the years and saying that out loud I'm like oh well that makes sense it does take a lot of time and it will look different over the years but I think in my first year when commemorating the tragedy I didn't know that there was so much buildup at the time And it made me realize that there really was no rule or guidebook on how to cope after a school shooting or how to approach 
the one year commemoration since it occurred so that was back in 2019 and I just remember feeling so unlike myself and I think part of that is because none of this was normal it still isn't normal and that's something I still always try to emphasize in my fight and my activism with this no one should have had to go through something like this and I just remember that first year crying myself to sleep um I didn't really have any plan for the day or how I was going to spend it. I just remember there was so much buildup and so much heaviness. It felt like such a dark, dark cloud that first year. It's almost like I had all of this grief and emotion and sadness and I had no idea what to do with it. But now reflecting back... And I'm sure people who went through this, my sweet students, coworkers, anyone listening to this, it's like, how could we know? I don't think we were supposed to know. No guidebook, no right or wrong. All we could do was just lead with how we felt and try our best to cope through that. And all of this was okay. It was how I was feeling and I think I just needed to honor that versus where I am today. I have a plan for how I will spend Wednesday. I will wake up and journal and hopefully it will be a beautiful sunny day and I really want to go to the beach. I feel the most connected at the beach. Also my student Kara I I had her first period in English and that was the last day I saw her I saw her that morning because it occurred in the afternoon and she loved the beach so much so I always think about her and honor her when I go to the beach so I'm gonna go to the beach and This will actually be the first time I'm taking my baby to the beach now that I think about it. We went to the beach to take pictures when we announced our pregnancy, but I didn't actually like go in the water and just feel the sun on my belly. So I'm looking forward to that. I think that's what it's about. I think it's about listening to what you think your heart wants and maybe planning ahead for that maybe it's not planning ahead I think that first year I didn't really have a plan for the day but you know now I enjoy planning and having an idea of what I'll do maybe I'll grab my favorite smoothie after maybe I'll go visit Parkland we have a beautiful display outside the school and a group of students and community members have done a really good job just keeping it going Uh, there's rocks and flowers it's just really beautiful and peaceful so yeah I think when it comes to these tragedies it's really about listening to your heart and your body it's okay to just honor um, how you're feeling on on any hard day or on any commemoration The second thing is one of my favorite lessons and one that I have recently been thinking about. It's just really 
come to me this year and it's that we can redefine how we view our grief. Uh, I think this goes hand in hand with the first one because healing changes over the years and I think our grief does as well. I follow an account, it's like notes from your therapist, you must know what I'm talking about. She will post notes uh, that she writes down and sometimes they're messy and they have scratches on them but I find so many beautiful lessons in them and I remember um, she talked about grief one time and said that nothing has shaped her life like grief has and I would have to agree and she continued to say that when people ask when will you get over it she said I hope never and I just have to agree. I think it goes hand in hand with the next little lesson that I learned from Andrew Garfield. In an interview, he talked about grief and losing his mom. And he said that he hopes that this grief stays with him because it's all the love that he had. It's this love. It's this grief. And I think for me my grief is all the love that I had and I never thought that until really this year I think it hit me that I was this 22 year old fresh out of college so excited new teacher and I loved my alma mater I loved my memories there I loved my friends I loved my classmates and my teachers and I was honored to be a teacher there. And when I found out that I was going to be in the 1200 building, I felt on top of the world. That was one of my favorite buildings on campus. It's where I had all of my classes as a freshman and I could not believe that was going to be where I was teaching. I had such a deep love for it and I wasted no time just trying to give my students the life that I think my teachers gave to me when I was a student there as well. I had so much love for my school, my classroom, my goodness, I poured everything into that, just my memories, my yearbooks, my graduation cap. I wanted them to see it all, the lessons, the silly things that we did. I loved my students. I loved learning about them. I couldn't believe I was a teacher. These are just all the things that are coming to mind right now. And I'm smiling right now because <laughs> it's it's such a beautiful reminder. Um, it's such a beautiful reminder that we can have so much love for something. And that's why it hurts so badly. Because in a way, on that day, I had lost so much of it. I lost students. We did not have access to that building anymore. My school changed. What I knew it to be changed. And I think for a long time, my grief was sadness. And that's okay because it is so heartbreaking and so sad. Um, At times, my grief was filled with anger. I was so angry that this happened that I felt like we were robbed of so much that so many lives were taken away. 
but now I want to look at my grief as the love that I had because there really was so much love. I'm getting emotional just thinking about that. There was so much love. So Target has actually played a pretty significant role in my healing journey. That first year, I wanted nothing to do with Valentine's Day. I felt like it was such a deep and raw reminder of what had happened and it was just too much and too soon and you know the way that stores are it's so fast how they start advertising it just kind of felt like I was hit in the face with like pink and red and I couldn't even wear it and if you're watching on video I'm, I'm wearing a little pink jacket today I'm really trying to embrace it because these are colors and things that I loved so much and at the time I just could not do it so over the years I actually really tried to avoid going out going to Target which I love me some Target but I tried to avoid it so that I wouldn't feel triggered I even remember it may have been last year or the year before I stopped into Target. I had to pick something up quickly. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to run in. And I don't know if anyone else feels this way about Targets or like certain grocery stores, but you have the one that's yours, like the one that's local to you that you're used to. You're used to the layout and you know where everything is. Well, big mistake for Brittany I went into one that was not local it was like near a doctor's office and I go inside and it was darker in there I didn't know where anything was and there was just so many people so many Valentine's Day things I was so overwhelmed I just left my cart and I ran out of there I got in my car I called my husband crying I was just so sad and overwhelmed I honestly remember being so mad at myself like oh it's been a few years why why are you so upset but no you you have to honor yourself and if that's how I was grieving at the time I think I just had to lean into that and it was okay whereas this weekend I went into Target I had to go get something really quick once again and while I was in there I came across a little baby onesie and it said my first Valentine's Day and I just stopped and it hit me that my child is going to want to most likely experience Valentine's Day. I remember as a kid making arts and crafts with my mom and little valentines for my family and my friends and decorating a mailbox and bringing it to school and those were just the best memories at least for me and oh I remember baking like little heart sugar cookies and doing the pink frosting and I want my child to experience that and I don't want to rush and I don't want to force myself into anything. I mean, of course, I have some time to, you know, this baby's going to just be born this summer, but 
I think it made me realize that as my baby grows, I am growing too. And I want to experience all of these things again. And I think it's so beautiful that I get to do it for the first time. And when it when it does happen with my child, it will be years since I've leaned into Valentine's Day. I mean, maybe it'll be close to 10 years. And I just think that's so beautiful that I will get to experience it again for the first time. I can't even believe I'm saying these things because if you asked me this one year ago, two years ago, six years ago, I wouldn't think any of this is possible. But the truth is, February 14, 2018 was actually, before the tragedy happened, such a special day when we were working on Romeo and Juliet. We were writing Valentine's Day cards to each other and characters in the play. I was playing music. It just, I remember looking around my classroom and feeling so lucky to celebrate with my students. And in a way, this is me taking some power back on this day. But I do want to say that Not everyone is going to feel this way, and that is okay. If you have gone through a tragedy on a holiday or a specific day, that day might never be the same for you again. I don't think it will ever be the same for me. There is never a day that goes by where I do not think about what had happened to us. But with that, I just want to say that just because I'm at this point doesn't mean you need to be. I think the holidays can be really hard for so many different reasons so at the end of the day you always have to lean into once again you know what your body what your heart is telling you and um and that is okay number three is it is okay to not be the same person you once were I had a really hard time with this concept I think I told you all about what I was like when I first moved in to my classroom, just being so excited, so fresh, so new, and I felt like I lost such a huge part of myself after the tragedy, so I had a really hard time with this idea that I wasn't that same person, but it was necessary for me to change, you know, we're human. And something like this changes us. When we go through any big life change, we too will change. It's very natural. I recently had an opportunity to go back into my classroom this summer. Since the trial had ended, I was able to go back inside. I had to wait for that. I I really didn't even know it would be possible for me to go inside. I went back and forth for a while, wondering if it was something I should do or not, as the building was untouched and just a true time capsule of that day. I don't think I have talked about this yet, but... I did decide to go inside. I walked through the staircase entrance and I had people with me. We had, um, there was an officer, someone from the state, and there was also mental health support, which was really nice. And I walked through the staircase with them 
over a lot of glass pieces and across the hall into my classroom. I had my head down at my sneakers and I was just trying to pay attention to the glass pieces and I walked inside my classroom and I looked up and I just melted into the first desk that I could see. I let out the biggest cry. I didn't just see a classroom. I felt like I was face to face with my 22-year-old self again. And here I was over five years later showing her how far we have come. This was a reminder that I was most definitely not the same person I once was and that is okay. We are still connected and still one and still honoring one another each day. And I think out of all of the moments and the things that I had to go through over these past six years, this was one of the most defining moments in my healing journey. I didn't spend too much time in the building that day. I only went into my classroom where I spent some time going through the memories we had. I sat at my desk. I read Valentine's Day cards that were left for me. I grabbed my yearbooks from when I was a student, my graduation cap, you know, like little awards and trinkets that meant a lot to me on my shelf. I also noticed my one word project, which if you don't know, it basically allows my students and me to choose a word we want to embody for the year. And being that this happened in February, the month before was January. So that's when we did the project. I had chosen the word brave and there it was staring at me, hanging on the whiteboard with a little magnet and I went up to grab it and right next to it to the left was the date on the whiteboard that I had written that day and it was in a faded expo marker but it did say February 14, 2018 and I just remember looking at that date, looking at that word. I took the card home with me and I have it I have it here I, I see it on my desk and I think it's this reminder that we don't always have to be brave we don't always have to be strong but we can be and we do have that within us I think I had to be a little bit brave that day I think we all did sometimes we don't even realize when we're being brave we just are I think it's brave to get up in the morning I think it's brave to keep going and we can always choose to be brave so number four is a big one and I think this really applies to anyone and it's to meet yourself where you are in your healing I started getting really into wellness after the tragedy and now whenever I talk to people especially young people about wellness I always make it a point to encourage them to take care of themselves now. They don't have to wait for something hard to happen to go to therapy, to take a long walk or bake a sweet treat, to do what their body is telling them. 
it is truly never too early or too late to honor yourself and meet yourself where you are in your healing. Each day is different. You know, some days are harder than others and I try my best not to judge myself when I have those hard days, but instead ask myself, what do you need right now? I make an effort to mentally document or physically write down the things that make me feel better. It's just like a little mental reminder that says, hey, I just did this and it made me feel really good. So for me, even when I don't think I need it, things like going on a walk or just stepping away from the news or the computer makes me feel so much better, so much lighter. The world can be really heavy. I've noticed that also (laughs) rotting is quite popular, rotting, and I just want to say that's totally okay too. If you don't know what rotting is, it's essentially getting very comfy somewhere, blankets, snacks, relaxing lighting, and watching your favorite show or movie. And I think that's wonderful. Sometimes we all need a little rot, right? I think the word is so funny. Like, I don't know why we're calling it rotting. Maybe it needs another name, but yeah, I think I'm going to rot after this. I think that sounds lovely, actually. Number five is something that I have thought about a lot, but I think things get easier because we are getting stronger. I don't believe we are meant to go through tragedies like this specifically i don't think they make us stronger i think we get stronger because we choose to get up each day and keep going we make the decision to choose life and keep going even when we don't know what is next you know we were talking about bravery and i think bravery is getting up it's getting dressed it's choosing to keep going and we don't realize it but we're getting stronger because of that when I think back I remember there were days where I just felt so frozen which they call it freeze it's like a freeze tactic in the trauma world where your body just completely it does just that it freezes up and I remember feeling so frozen while the world was moving around us all I was expected to to teach to keep going to show up while the building was fenced off while the news was outside of our school while new information was coming out each day regarding what had happened or the trial and this lasted for years but choosing to keep going each day gave me the chance to seek out peace and that looks like a lot of the things that I just mentioned it could be going to the beach or going on a long walk or crying in therapy but once I was out there I was trying and even when the world didn't make sense I could still try so I think with time things have gotten easier for me. The fact that I can go into Target now and think about the future and feel excited and hopeful just shows me that we are growing, we are changing, we are getting stronger each day. And finally, you can 
and you will feel love and laughter again and again and again. There were days where I didn't believe this would be true, but I know it is. I didn't know that I would be able to feel whole again either. I didn't know that love and laughter and light and all of these beautiful things in life could come back to me, but it has and it will come back to you in so many different ways. I promise you, I just want to hug everyone and tell them to keep going. In case no one has told you, you are allowed to fall apart. You are allowed to break. You are allowed to shatter. This podcast is called The Art of Breaking because if we don't break, these feelings, whether processed or not, they tend to build up inside of us, whereas breaking allows us to put our pieces back together. It allows us to heal. And no one deserves to go through a tragedy that breaks them completely. I think brokenness is something we all experience at one point or another and it's going to allow us to put our pieces back together again it's going to allow us to heal when that happens we just have to try each day feeling is healing that's what I always tell my students so honor yourself today and all of your broken pieces it's so surreal sitting here and saying some of these things out loud because I really had hoped and journaled for so long about how I wished that one day I could get to this point and I think I'm here and I think I still have a long way to go in my healing journey but I know that I'm stronger than I was six years ago. I know that I am a different version of myself and I accept that and I accept all of the the little and big things in my healing journey, all of the moments, all of the days where I've had to go backwards and forwards because I just think it has brought me to today. So if you are listening to this, I just want to tell you, you are not alone. You are enough, enough, enough. You can and you will heal again. You will feel whole again. You can do this. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of The Art of Breaking. It has been such a joy being able to share new pieces of my heart with you. I'm so excited for next week's episode. We have our first guest coming on. I'll have to give you a little surprises and hints this week. If you enjoy what you listen to, I didn't even know you could do this, but you can leave little stars and rate the podcast. So thank you to those of you who have done that. It means so much and you can follow us at the art of breaking pod and with that here is dylan carter redshaw with the art of breaking bye everyone i dropped the plate i liked the way the glass looked in so many pieces on the floor i liked the plate a little bit more after 
it broke It looked like hope It screamed I'm beautiful and I'm broken When you dropped my heart I somehow kept it open The art of breaking You don't know where this body is aching I make a mess when I'm painting I am the moon always changing I'm still healing in the dark I dropped a plate Hanging on the wall next to my heart I'm not afraid to fall apart Breaking is 